Hey everybody, where to next podcast 12 with Casey Curry. I am here with Kyle Chandler once again. Thank you so much for joining in on the podcast. And so today we're going to, you know, talk about Casey Curry Motorsports and uh, all we've had going on this year with the terrible uh, blank in our uh, podcast schedule. We are wrapping up where we've... uh, where we've uh, been. So uh, I want to start. We basically, uh, Mint 400, uh, raced Trophy Jeep. Uh, we raced the morning race this year, which to me is amazing. Uh, you get to finish earlier in the day. You're not racing the night, and the course isn't so chewed up. Uh, but, man, we had a blast. Uh, we've been working a lot with Fox Shocks um, on the Trophy Jeep. Uh, we made some big changes to the car, and uh, the thing is just an absolute blast to drive. Uh, but at the Mint, we were hauling butt. We had one issue. We had a, a pulley, uh, basically a pulley break, and uh, luckily I had a spare in the car. It took us about 15 minutes to change it. Um, but around that, we got it fixed uh, out on the trail or out on the race course, and, yeah, we just hammered down and, and, and got it to the finish line. And literally the, the trophy Jeep is just running so well right now. It's, it's like the most amount of fun you could have because 850 horsepower, four-wheel drive, you know, 55% weight in the back, 45 in the front. Um, and, yeah, man, the thing, it's just a ripper. So, obviously, all the driving that we do for doing stunts and goofing off, like, it really helps uh, being able to get that thing thrown around. So, a lot, a lot of fun. So, uh, from the Mint 400, after we took the win there, we uh, flew over to Abu Dhabi. Uh, we raced Can-Am uh, in the Dakar Rally Series. Uh, we, uh, this would be my second race after, or my first race after, after the car. Uh, I was ready to quit after just having a terrible experience in the car with, uh, navigation. And, uh, you know, I got a co-driver, uh, for Abu Dhabi that I had last year for, um, an event in Peru. Yeah. The Inca rally. And, uh, yeah, the Inca rally. And, uh, dude, we just had a blast. We went out there and let's do the, the goal is to have fun and, uh, just get the, the, the groove back in so we went out there and i won day one uh lost day two and then ended up playing uh battle all the way to the end so i after five days of racing i think i won by uh, 46 seconds yeah it was super close yeah it, okay. it, it was gnarly and stressful because on the last day uh we had a two minute interval so i started two minutes behind him and i couldn't it i wasn't catching him like i wanted to and i was at uh, the rally is all about strategy and there's all kinds of ways to strategize a rally and I, I thought I was pushing faster than I was in the beginning, and then uh, I had a plan. I, kn- I knew where my competitor would fade, and I knew where he would drive slow. Uh, certain ways the wind blows make, does some funky things at the sand dunes. Um, and literally, I just I pushed hard in the beginning. I didn't catch him, so we, I t- we took like a not well, – I didn't take a break, but I basically regrouped myself as far as what I wanted to strategize for the last 150 kilometers and – we did a hard attack in the in the steep short dunes, which means like they're very very soft at the bottom. You really have to be aggressive to get over them quick, and uh, we ended up catching them like I don't know uh, 60 kilometers from the finish. And uh, once we caught them, then we knew we had the overall lead uh, because we had a two minute gap. Well, the crazy thing on that too, though, was you guys were probably like 10 hours ahead of third place by how just the, how oh, that yeah. rally like yeah. formed. So the rally, just, oh man, that there's so much that goes in a rally. So you know, there's like 40 competitors in the class, but just like anything else, like, man, racing one day is, don't get me wrong, uh, now a lot of fun, right? You go to Baja, no matter what a bad day or good day, you're going home. You got a 
month, two month, three group and get your uh, things figured out. But in reality, no matter what, you got to wake up the next day and be a hundred percent ready to go. You got to, you know, want to attack again. You could have the worst day, crash the car, you know, get in a fight with your navigator, be upset, have a tummy ache, whatever you got going on. And you, you just got to regroup and, and make it happen. So five days of, uh, of attacking was, is a lot of fun. We learned a lot. And then, um, yeah, we, we won there. So I think I'm the first American to win the Abu Dhabi Rally Challenge. And uh, we got to stay in a insanely nice hotel in the Abu Dhabi Sand Dunes. And uh, it, was, it was cool. We uh, finished in Dubai, or in Abu Dhabi, right next to Dubai uh, at, you know, the Formula One racetrack and ended up meeting some amazing people uh, around Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Yeah, it was Rally or World Rally Cross yeah. the same weekend. So it was just like bunch of our own monster athlete teammates were there like crazy Super. how it all small world type thing yeah a lot, <laughs> yeah traveling around the world and we end up getting to hang out with friends that i haven't seen in a while just due to schedule so a lot of fun like if you ever get the opportunity i think everyone needs to go to abu dhabi it's a unique place um uh, it's beautiful and the sandians are very interesting everyone and that's the hardest thing to explain about rally is everything we're driving over there is nothing like we have in baja and nothing like we have in the States. I would say, like, I don't know. Glamis is uh, Glamis is fun. Uh, Dumont is sh- steep and very, very short. But it's like combining the two of those for, like, hundreds of miles. And uh, it, it's so different that you, you have to learn the way the wind blows, wh- where the coast is, you know, where the nearest mountain range is, which way is the wind blowing, which way is the, you know, the sun hitting the sand dunes. Are you going to fall off the dune? Are you going to climb up the vertical side? Or is it, you know, is it, is there witch eyes? How big witch eyes are there? Where are they forming? Like, there's so much to saying that it, it's freaking crazy. So, luckily, I grew up driving Jeeps and it was sketchy as hell my whole <laughs> life. And you get into Can Am and everything's easier than a Jeep in the sand dune. So, that was uh, fun. But yeah, so after. Um, how did uh, getting that trophy back work out? Tro- oh, yeah, shoot. Did I ruin that? I got these badass trophies. Uh, we got these literally all glass trophies, and I thought I I thought I did a good job wrapping it. So I finished, by the way, just I've actually won my class. I won the side by side class, and I actually finished fourth overall. So fourth or fifth? I think fourth overall. Yeah, I think fourth overall. So only three, like a mini, two minis, and a Toyota beat me. I think something like that. Uh, Peugeot, two, a mini and a Peugeot, and I think a Toyota beat me. So we were uh, it's cool. So we got uh, two trophies and trying to bring them home. I, they came in radical cases. Well, they didn't make it. So I got like this, I got like an engraving of first place and that all the glasses yeah. shattered. Get home to open your bags and you just got a <laughs> pile of glass in your bag instead. Yeah. When you, yeah, not that, that sucked. <laughs> so now I only have, I got glued together trophies. I, I kind of pieced them together. So now nah, that was fun. So, uh, then for the, uh, Baja 500, obviously we, uh, switched plans. We were, uh, full steam ahead. We were going to race a trophy Jeep, and uh, I decided to uh, do some rewiring. Um, I had James Lynn rewire my trophy Jeep. Uh, we wanted to get some data acquisition stuff. Obviously, now the whole Curry Enterprise uh, deal. We just wanted to learn more about the rear ends, uh, temperatures, torque, um, tire pressures, brake te- brake pressures, uh, and just really dissect uh, what's going on in a trophy truck for uh, horsepower, torque, um, and, and shear uh, on the gear. So, uh, we're, we're, we rewired it and it just, things weren't lining up how I wanted them to. And I hate going underprepared. I'm, I have things that I am good at and things that I'm bad at. And like, 
not, like I obviously I have a ton going on and I'm I don't know in my head I'm very organized and detailed and I hate when things aren't going to plan and it just wasn't working out so I literally pulled the whole plug I uh, wanted to focus that uh, let James focus on what he was doing um, and from there we decided to race a Can-Am so we had a Can-Am already ready to go uh, didn't need much so we we put it back together for racing last time I even drove that Can-Am was at King of the Hammers earlier this year, and we did a quick prep on it, and uh, we had a blast. So we my, let my brother do the start uh, to race mile 250. Um, Which that was the first time for him doing yeah, that? Yeah, first time. Normally I do the start to halfway, and then he'll do the second half. Um, but I always get screwed. I don't know if you guys if you guys follow Baja. like It always seems to be rough in the beginning and smoother at the end, and this time I was like, screw it. Every single race, you would come back and say how fun it is. And every time I get out, my kidneys hurt and my back hurts. So I was like, nah, this time I'm just going to let him do it. So we always switch. We don't get to drive and test enough just because of our schedules. Uh, and, you know, just like everybody, we want to win the ball 1,000. That's what we're going for is to win the ball 1,000. So the reason I don't do it alone is because I feel that hit the seat time for him is uh, very valuable. I want him to be comfortable for the ball 1,000. I want him to be um, at 100% and not feeling scared because he hasn't driven it in six months. So uh, with that, we, you know, him driving there, then we'll do some testing. Uh, he, he does a good job. He's always done a good job. He takes care of the car. Um, so it, it's it's good for us to work together. And, I mean, obviously he works his butt off around the shop and everywhere else. So to give him a little bonus of getting to drive is always epic. So we uh, started off the 500. It was chaos in the beginning. They did a crazy start from Astero Beach. Not a big fan, but... Uh, he ended up getting stuck in a gnarly uh, bottleneck. Nothing he could do. He got around a crazy amount of people. We were fourth on the road. Uh, we got to uh, K77. We were the fourth car on the road. We started 18th. Uh, we got down uh, to Valley. Uh, no, then they went out. Uh, did uh, They did the dry lake bed into San, going towards San Felipe, crossing Highway 5. And uh, it was like 115 degrees outside. Uh, that car has never been ran in temperatures that hot, and we ended up having a radiator. Not nothing went wrong, but the f it just got so hot that it ended up popping the fuse. So we popped one fuse, it fixed it within five minutes, and it popped again, and then it popped again, and it popped again. So we ended up like finally we, uh, my uncle uh, uh, was actually in his jeep. Uh, we got to him and found some bigger fuses, and then from there, now we're like forty-five minutes down, an hour down, and we basically just. Kept going. We uh, kept going. Got it to uh, where I was at at uh, Mike Sky Ranch. Uh, now the temperature's cooling down. The sun was going down. And then Aaron and I, uh, Aaron Casada, got in with me. We went and uh, we did Mike's. And in Mike's, uh, Aaron got gnarly car sick, like to the point, th like not throwing up, but I mean, he couldn't talk anymore and he was holding it in for sure. So we got over to the beach and uh, Justin, uh, one of my guys, got in with me and, and, we literally just drove it to the finish line, no problems. Um, it was chaotic. The last 25 miles um, was sketchy. It was super silty. Uh, cars crashed all over the place and broken down because of how gnarly it was. Uh, so gnarly that they did not do it at the uh, Ensenada 400 they just had. So, um, yeah, it was crazy. So we ended up, I think, finished seventh uh, in class. I think seventh. And uh, we had a great time. It was a, a great learning experience. We've never actually raced Can-Ams in Baja. Um, the cars, dude, it's a stock Can-Am. We, um, I put a Fabworks cage on it. It's got CBR coolant radiator in the back. 
uh, HCR arms. You know, Fox did some tuning on the shocks. Ooh, that was fun. Fox tuned the shocks the day before the race and made the thing a ripper. So I'm super excited about those. Um, but yeah, then we uh, did. I went and had Harmon made a fuel cell for it. We put Sparco seats in it, ran it. Stock dash, stock, you know, all the stock wiring, um, stock doors, they still open up. Um, we, we don't. We drive them so often that I'm I'm like scared to build a full blown race car because I just know how I am and I'm gonna go over the top and then it turns it'll turn into a f- trophy truck for Can Am so I'm uh we're just keeping it fun so we're uh yeah we got it back and uh, the car's still fine we finished it it was a lot of fun um, and definitely want to do it again want to do it more we just gotta figure out the schedules to make that happen and I like racing the trophy Jeep so. Uh, with all the rally stuff going on, I feel that we're definitely racing Can-Ams enough, so we'll see what happens. And then uh, last minute, we were uh, supposed to go to Ridgecrest. We were going to do the Ultra 4 race. The plan was to race Ridgecrest against all the Ultra 4 guys and go out and have a blast and go run Desert Race, which we love to do. And uh, last minute, Crandon and Ultra 4 announced that we're going to Crandon. And at first, I was like, ah, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. It's far. We haven't, we, you know, everything's planned. So last minute, we'll never make it happen. Sure enough, my dad's buddy emails him saying, "Hey, we have a lake house. If you want to come, we can dial you in." And I was like, "Okay, that's a good sign." And I called uh, Marty Fioca and the track, and they're like, "Oh, if you come, we'll get you a spot." I was like, "Okay, well, here we go. We got to go." So I called uh, Paul Michelle, who helps prep the trophy Jeep, and uh, was like, "All right, change of all plans." I have two motors for the trophy Jeep. I got a big horsepower one and a small horsepower one. And I was like, I need you to switch the engines out, lower it down. We're going to Cranon. So he uh, was already going with Brian Deegan. So we, uh, yeah, last minute, I think a week before the event, we finally made the decision to go and uh, tested on Friday oh, yeah. and shipped it out on Saturday. I with wasn't our crew. even, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> even in town. I told my brother, hey, load that thing on a trailer, drive out to the desert somewhere, drive it for 20 minutes and just make sure the brakes work and. And the wiring works. That was the first time we drove it with the new wiring. So I was like, just go drive it. I don't care what happens, if it jumps good or anything. I'll just we'll just go to Crandon and I'll, I'll, I'll do the rest from there. So we uh, showed up to Crandon. Obviously, I hadn't driven the car since the Mint. We lowered it down, didn't test it. Just out of time, just this year, obviously, with everything going on. Uh, just out of time, not, not making excuses at all. Uh, so we just full send. And uh, then it sure enough, it rained and we missed all but one practice session, which whatever. And now everyone's fair game. So uh, come to the race and we're like, all right, here we go. Let's hammer down. And dude, the thing was a rocket ship. Uh, first night we, we did like a full ultra four track where we raced uh, the full short course and then went out in the trees, which uh, dude, I love racing the trees. Kind of it's, it's fun. It's not fun because super dangerous and dusty and like you can't pass a that's uh, it's just fun. I love driving in the trees. Once you're in the lead, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun when it's going right, but yeah. if just something oh, goes wrong in those trees, gonna dude, it's going to hurt. It's going to be bad. So, yeah, that that is true. I I love it when you're, when you're win- it's always one of those deals, right? I won, and I, once I got to the lead, I was like, "Oh man, the trees are so much fun." But man, when I was second and third place and you can't see anything, you're like, "Dude, one tree hit and I'm the whole front end's coming off the thing." And dude, they built a rock section that was they're they've been there for years and, you know, there there's some rocks that are big and some that are small and I was like, "All right, Goal is I'm going to do three laps. You know, it's all strategy. I'm, I'm a big guy about strategy. And I was like, all right, I'm going to push for three laps after three laps. If I'm not winning or in the top three, pull it off, save the car for, you know, Crandon so I can go off to the cup and, and get the ring. And uh, literally went out there. I was running third. And uh, chased down second, got him. I don't even remember who it was. 
uh, yeah, I don't even remember who it was. I, what Lauren Healy uh, ran in the back of me. Somehow I got blamed that I moved over on him, even though I don't run mirrors. Uh, and I, the spotter tower is literally on the opposite side yeah, of the can't turn. Even see that spot. Can't even see that spot. And if you're gonna say you have another spotter, you're gonna be in a crowd full of people. So just a shitty, shitty situation to be in. I, you know, obviously would never move over on anybody and been around Crandon enough that in my mind, if, if he, if he was that much faster than me, technically he should have slingshot me. If, if, if the way I would have done it would have been, he should have swapped to the op outside, ran around me on the outside. And then he would have slingshot it around the next turn, the gravel pit. And he would have had a better line than me if, if the car was faster. So it is what it is. Uh, uh, you know, shitty situation that was not a purpose. We're all good. We already chatted about it. Uh, just hear people on the internet say another thing. So funny to see other people's opinions when they weren't even at the race. So, uh, but that you know that's a bummer. But then Paul Horschel was leading. Yeah. So you were running third for probably up until like the halfway point and got into second. And like he yeah. had a decent gap on you. Well, there was like dude gnarly confusion. Not, there was a flat. There was a uh, yellow, but then they. And when you go yellow, they're supposed to go full bunch you up and then do a restart. Well, so I was just cruising around, and Paul Horschel never heard that there was yellow, so he gapped me. Well, then, like, huge gap, like, to the point where I couldn't see him anymore. And then, so then they just went green. Well, obviously, there's nothing you can argue about. You just got to go do what you got to do. So I j we pushed hard. There was another yellow. And this time, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to race hard. And, and then uh, we drove. Like, ca I caught him. Like, not caught him, caught him. But I, now I was like, okay, I, I can see his dust light in the trees. Which, So then after that, I was like, all right, I'm full sending this thing. So uh, once I caught up to him, like, like I've obviously driven around Crown many times, and they have not. So there were some lines that I had that were I was doing good on. Uh, we got into the trees, and then once I could, I could attack off as a yellow light, uh, we were able to attack. Uh, like literally drive up on him. Uh, and then I think he broke an axle, but we passed him. Uh, and then once I passed him, we put like 45 seconds on him by the end of the race. And we had four minutes on third place and we lapped everybody else. So the car was dude, unbelievable. We had no problems. We didn't touch it. Um, the thing was just a lot of fun. I've never bombed it in rocks like that before. And like, what a freaking blast, man. I, I absolutely love it. I wish, I wish I had more time to race more ultra four events. Now I want to go to Reno because watching doing that, like I'm like, okay, I need to go to Reno because it looks like a lot of fun. So bucket list, got to get that on the old calendar for 2020. Not not going to happen this year with everything going on. But, uh, yeah, we had a blast. So uh, come to uh, Sunday's race. Uh, dude, pull the freaking ripper hole shot. Epic. L just, dude, the car was working. I felt super comfortable, loved every minute. Of it was uh, pulling away from the field. Everything was going good. And uh, like like I said, first time in the car with Motec, and uh, the car was running hot. I was I was mas massaging the throttle, get it playing with the temperatures, and I hadn't I hadn't at that moment fully understood all my parameters. And uh, the car went into limp mode uh, in turn one. When I pulled off, there was a there's a OK button. OK just eliminates the dash warning lights, and there's a PDM reset button. Once I hit that, car fired right off, and then was good to go. But Whatever, I'm not making excuses. Pulled off and then went out and just drove around. I think I still finished fourth, but not a podium, not a win. We, uh, but yeah, dude, I had a blast. I don't, I'm not making excuses. I had a freaking blast. Don't care. Finished fourth, big deal. Finished whatever. I don't care if I finished tenth. I'm not. I don't even give a crap. Uh, finished. Uh, finished. Uh, cars in perfect condition. Uh, super fun. R.J. Anderson won the cup. That was awesome to see. Super pumped to see him uh, get the W. He deserves it and. Uh, 
yeah, went and partied with RJ and drank out of the cup and ripped all the sleeves off all the shirts and shut the town down and, and then came home. So, uh, that was, that was epic. So from there, uh, I leave on Sunday for, um, Abu Dhabi or excuse me, I'm leaving for Morocco, Morocco. doing a two day test in Morocco, uh, doing some photo shoots, uh, for the factory Can-Am team for, uh, 2020 Dakar. And then we're, uh, me and my new co-driver, uh, Sean, uh, who actually works for the Menzies full time, uh, Menzies were nice enough to allow him to come and, and partake in, uh, the rally stuff with myself, uh, as long as I don't, uh, get in the way of their race schedule. Uh, but it's been super awesome. Uh, Sean and I have tested multiple times or trained together multiple times. So we now have a trainer, uh, between the two of us. His name is Jimmy Lewis. Uh, we're training with Andrew Short and Ricky Brabeck as well. Uh, two very knowledgeable guys uh, that have obviously made huge leap, uh, huge leap and bounds in rally racing. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've learned a lot. Uh, we put our KM through the test. Uh, we got a lot to learn, uh, but we're uh, we're excited. Uh, he's, he's super good in the car. I'm I'm not. I don't need a co-driver that can get out and work on a car. Even though he's a full mechanic, I need a I need basically a babysitter, somebody that's going to calm me down and uh, keep my head on straight and. He does a great job. So uh, with that, we're excited to um, head into Morocco um, and then from there uh, get ourselves ready for 2020 Dakar. Uh, we're going to take everything we learned from Morocco and then we'll uh, lead it into some testing and development work in uh, November, December. We got a lot of uh, cool things happening, uh, which we're going to do a full Dakar deal because I could to break this down, it's, it's, it's a lot. It, there's so much cool things and stressful things about Dakar that people just don't know about. So we'll go over that um, later, but getting ready for 2020 Dakar all November, all December. Um, and then come Baja 1000, I'm racing the trophy Jeep. Um, we're going to run the ultra four glass, uh, represent the ultra four deal. I love it. I wish more guys would come out and race. It's, it's super fun in Baja. I uh, love it. It's going to be a loop race this year. I no information yet. So, Excited to see the course, ready for, uh, ready to be in Baja. Uh, the reason I love Baja so much, um, obviously I love driving my Jeeps. We love pre-running in Jeeps. Uh, I love, I like taking my dad down there, getting him uh, in a Jeep and just burning miles in and, and having a good time. We stay at nice hotels and, you know, we try to have good stories and, you know, just for us, we try to bring friends down that don't get to come down and, and we try to enjoy Baja. And then, uh, you know, we bring the Can-Ams down and, and then we go do them all in Can-Ams, so... We love uh, going fast in Can-Ams and just, I mean, really, it's all about the stories. There's no other kind of racing. And I even Dakar, Dakar is business the whole time. There is, there's no mullet involved. It's, it's business all the time, dude, for myself and in, in going to Baja, I mean, you get to pre-run. I don't, you, yes, pre-running is serious. Yes, you take badass notes, but man, you're going to a hotel a night. You're getting to hang out with friends. You know, there's no road books to, to go and have to study. So to me, Baja is just, it, it's an unbelievable place. Um, the, the people, the food, uh, you're only four or five hours from home, uh, by car. And uh, I love, I just love all, everything about it. I love driving the Jeeps down there. I love the fact that the Jeeps that we take to Moab are the same Jeeps that we drive in Baja and, uh, we love every bit of it. So, um, after that, uh, there's no more upcoming uh, races for myself. They do want me to go to Portugal and, uh, or not Portugal. They yeah, they want me to go to Portugal once in December for a small rally. Uh, but we'll see how schedules look. And then 
rumor is they're going to do one two-day uh, Baja rally. They call that a, a Baja rally. It's a two- to three-day rally um, in Saudi Arabia, maybe in December. So we'll see how it goes. Right now I'm just focuses uh, Morocco, Baja 1000, training, get myself ready to go for uh, Dakar. So rather than that, Kyle, you got anything? No, we're all today on racing, I think. So uh, where to next? Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys got any questions about racing or about what I got going on, do leave a message. Shoot me an email. Hit me up on a direct message. We love hearing uh, everything. And, uh, dude, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. Uh, the the goal with the podcast is obviously to uh, to get more information out and to, to kind of give more about what we have going on behind the scenes. There's so much going on that I got to do a better job at that. So if you guys want to hear more... Hit me up. So podcast 12, where to next with Casey Curry. Thank you, Kyle. See you guys soon.